welcome back. We are your hosts, Dulce and Ellie. And today we're answering the question, how do you find your purpose? So I'm actually really excited about this because I was actually thinking about this last night, actually. Well, before we had chosen to discuss this topic, it was like, we are the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Always thinking of the same thing without even discussing it. Right. So I was like, perfect, you know, because I was just like thinking about this last night mm -hmm. and it's like fresh on my mind. So this is perfect episode. Speak your mind, girl. Yes. <laughs> In general, I think that finding your purpose is one of the longest, but one of the most rewarding journeys that you can go on. And it definitely does taste, does taste. How does it taste? <laughs> it tests. Tell me. It tests your your patience a lot. It's something that you have to be extremely patient for, and it's so incredibly easy to just lose your patience throughout the journey. And granted, you can always pick it back up and let's start where you left off. Mm -hmm. But it's just so easy to just like get frustrated with the whole journey right and just kind of say fuck it mm -hmm. and never touch it again yeah but i agree so what well, how did you how do you do you think that you found your purpose i feel like i found part of it okay because i do think it's very i don't know how to explain it like it's not just a simple one answer thing you know what mm -hmm. i mean like it's not because i don't see it as just a career thing it's mm -hmm. just what are you put on this earth to do and i don't think it's as simple as oh well i was put on this earth to be rich i was put on this earth to help people i was put on this earth like simple things like that i think they can give you a very good sense of what you like to do what you should do but it's not the complete answer right you know mm -hmm. so i feel like i have found part of it and i think the podcast yeah it. yeah and i think that's again not the whole thing but a big part of it and within doing the podcast there's so much that is going to allow me to also do that i also think is like part of my purpose you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i think one of them to be more specific is helping people and it's not in the direct sense of like a firefighter you know when we think of like helping others we think of well at least for me i think of firefighters i think of people that go out and volunteer at soup kitchens i think of people that just almost like volunteer work you know like maybe build a house for the poor i mean there's so many things you can do but i think in this instance we would be able to help people in a different type of way at least until we start doing other things now and what we're doing now, we're helping others and maybe see a fresh point of view, seeing things in a new perspective, making or helping someone realize they're going through something that they didn't realize that's what they were going through. And I think that's a huge, huge part in changing, you know, your life to getting to the better you. Because if you don't know what's going on, how do you know what to change? Right. And so I think that's the very beginning and like the very tip of my iceberg and the podcast is helping me doing that gotcha. but i don't think i have fully discovered it yet that's a journey i'm still on because like you said it's one of the longest and most challenging ones mm -hmm. and i did find myself very 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 frustrated 
with the whole finding my purpose about a year ago. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a existential crisis because I would go into my therapist's office probably for like two, three months straight, very frustrated, sometimes crying, just telling her, I don't know what I'm meant to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I just, I felt so empty almost, you know, because it was like, I don't know what I'm meant to do and I know I'm meant for more. So I'm still figuring it out, but I definitely do think as corny as it sounds, and I'm I'm not lying, like this is 100% from like my heart, my soul, this podcast has helped me discover so much about myself. And I do think it's probably gonna be the biggest piece in my purpose. What about for you? How you said, I think I found a part of my purpose as well, because I think that over time, as we evolve in our life, so does our purpose. So it's not going to stay the same. So again, how you said that it's not just your career, I think it's also just how you present yourself in people's lives, the people that you're around. I think that's part of your purpose as well. And I think that I found a part of my purpose, also this being one of them, because I think that I've always wanted a way that I could express myself in what I've gone through in life and what I've learned in life as a way to share it with others and to help others in that sense as well. Because I've always been pretty passionate in wanting to help others. I just never knew exactly how I wanted to do it. Hence my trial and error of after my also existential crisis and I ended up working at the last job that I had, which was working with people that struggled a lot financially, struggled to find places to live, or financial means to buy just like their essential needs for like groceries, hygiene, simple things like that. And that's how I tried to help people. But I also felt like I was, again, missing something in my life. And I feel like there's something more that like there's something more that I need to do. Like it's not just this. Right. Right. There's something missing. And I like to think of it that whenever I left that job, it was kind of it was like I jumped off a cliff, basically. And I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. And I took like a leap of faith, basically, mm-hmm. whenever I left that job. And we started going basically full throttle on the podcast and it's been going really great so far. And I've just been overall just more happy and more fulfilled with my life in doing this podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> like it brings a certain happiness, a certain content in life that just, I don't know, like it just, makes you feel whole in a sense. I definitely agree. For me, it gives me a sense of fulfillment and it gives me a sense of creativity and productivity that I have never felt before. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I'm doing quote unquote less as far as like maybe physical work, because in all all of my other jobs, I I was more physical hands-on, you know, like at Chipotle, for example, Mm -hmm. and we're not like that here, but I feel like I'm doing way more here. Right. And I feel more fulfilled, I feel more whole. It's just a way, like, 
honestly, it's almost like words can't describe it. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. than I feel more whole, yeah, more fulfilled, more complete, and again, more. It's like it feels like you're on track. Like you don't know where the end, where the finish line is, but it feels like you're on track. Right. We have talked a lot about Gary V mm-hmm. before. Like we both love Gary V. We love his points of views, and we love how he expresses a lot of the things he says. And I think this podcast has really helped me like really feel something that he says a lot which is stop worrying about the end goal and focus on the journey and enjoy the journey because that's what the whole thing is about because once you get to the end goal it's kind of like okay now what yeah the whole point is the journey and the very first time I heard it I think it was before we started the podcast yeah so I was like almost like what the hell how can you enjoy the journey more than the end goal you know isn't Mm -hmm. that like the whole point like to get to the angle i really just couldn't even capture it or really get what he was getting at you know Mm -hmm. but once we started this podcast i was like i get it yeah (laughs) i get it yeah like everything a lot of the stuff that he says that i used to listen to back then makes a lot more sense now like it hits a whole lot more differently now mm-hmm. than it did back then. It hits different. It does. <laughs> it hits different. But I mean, if y'all haven't heard Gary V, I highly recommend that y'all do. He is like he just the way that he speaks and the like the messages that he puts out into the world. That sounded weird. The messages that he puts out into the world just there's so much truth to it. I agree. And, and I know he's not everyone's cup of tea because I have seen a lot of people not like him and not like how he speaks or what he's saying. Fine, mm-hmm. but we love him. And he does cuss a lot. So I've tried to show my mom sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those that just does not really care for cuss words. And if it's too much of it, she'll like turn it off. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't like too impressed with him because of the cuss words. But I'm like, get over the cuss words and listen mm-hmm. to the message. Yeah. But because cussing is like so important to her as far as not hearing it Mm -hmm. she just couldn't so things like that i know he's not everyone's cup of tea but if you don't really care about cussing and you can take his words more like better than someone who's like ah just cuss words i don't know i just ah he's so good he is i get excited whenever i see his videos it's like what do you have to say today (laughs) and i love his like not giving a fuck attitude like don't give a fuck just fucking do it i don't i love it i think that finding your purpose is possibly the second best thing after following your purpose because one thing is finding your purpose and the other one is actually following it because once you find it i think that's whenever you have that hole inside of you and you notice it more because you're aware what your purpose is and you're not exactly doing it you're still doing what you've been doing all along right and you're not doing it so i feel like that whole even though it may be the same side like it feels deeper Mm -hmm. you know that whole just feels deeper because you know what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it and i think that's kind of how i felt at my last job because that's whenever we had already started the podcast right at that point Mm -hmm. and we were already starting to work through uh through everything that we've been doing so far but for the most part most of my mind was still on my job because that's what occupied most of my time right right and it wasn't until I took that leap of faith and I and I left that job for the podcast and 
that's whenever I felt more fulfilled. And I don't know how else to explain it other than the way that I felt like there was a fire burning in my ass. Like, you got to move and you got to move now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it, there was a fire lit under me. And there was just, I don't know, the excitement. It's a whole other word. It feels it feels I like in a, some sort of adrenaline rush that you can't experience like on a roller coaster or anywhere else. It's like it's a life high. Yeah, it <laughs> is a life high. Let's get corny. <laughs> it is a life high, and it's just oh, the feeling is just so great. I don't know. No, I definitely agree, and I think it's a really important note to say or that I wanted to mention when we were kind of discussing this a little off air that you said it wasn't that you didn't like your job mm -hmm. you actually loved your job mm -hmm. and i wanted to say this because i think some people may struggle with this mm -hmm. they may say i i love my job like i actually enjoy what i'm doing i'm actually helping people which is let's say part of my purpose why am i still not feeling fulfilled mm -hmm. i think it's because like we said it's not only career wise it can be okay yes you love to help people but maybe the way you do it with your job you're limited mm -hmm. maybe you want to do more so it's not like with, with you you took a leap of faith and you actually left your job for others you may not even have to do that you may enjoy your job you may love it do what love doing what you do so it's like stay there but on your off time, instead of just binge watching a show or sleeping or going out and partying, find what you can do in your free time that will help fill that hole. Because maybe it's not like, you know, the full hole, maybe it's just like a little 10%. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you go volunteer at a soup kitchen, if it is like helping people that you want to do, or if you want to pursue art, like just take a sketchbook go outside and draw you know what i mean like yeah. you don't have to leave your job if you love it but you feel unfulfilled i think you can find things to do in your free time mm -hmm. that help fill in the whole like a hundred percent right to make you feel fulfilled mm -hmm. or even if it's just like volunteering to teach a certain class for kids i mean i don't know there's just like literally the world uh, the possibilities are endless. The mm -hmm. sky is the freaking limit when it comes to your purpose. Yeah. And I think also that even though you find it and you may start to practice it, you may still not feel a hundred because there's so many different ways you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of us, at least when I talk to people, that's how we are. Like we want to do more than one thing. Yeah. So like with you, it's not just helping people find that financial assistance, but it's also maybe helping someone I don't know maybe like clean their home like I've seen videos of girls who go into like hoarders home who have been going through like severe depression and they clean their home for free yeah I mean granted maybe your means won't allow you to do that but find something within your means you know I'm just like throwing random examples out mm -hmm. there because I really do think that we're not beings of just doing one thing right and that one thing being like your whole thing you know what i right. mean yeah i get what you mean i think one important question to ask yourself apart from asking yourself what is my purpose is how do i want to fulfill my purpose because like you said it might be helping others but how exactly do you want to help others because again it might be that you want to help out in the soup kitchen you want to help people who are struggling financially you want to be a caseworker or you want to be a doctor or a surgeon whatever it may be but what about if it's like the way that we're doing it, right? We're not directly helping people. We're not working one-on-one -on -one with people. But 
the way that we're doing this, the purpose of this podcast is to help people. Mm -hmm. That's the purpose of this podcast. Right. Right. So that's why I feel like I'm also fulfilling my purpose because in an indirect way, we are helping people. It just looks very different. And that could take on like various other ways of you can do of doing it. You can do it with art. You can do it with music. You can do it making your own podcast. Like it can literally be any way, but if the purpose of doing that said thing is to help people, then it's in the end it'll help people. Mm-hmm. You know, one way or another. And you may not even know that it's helping people, right? And I think that falls under any general job, like even with this one or like the last one that I had. I didn't exactly always get to see if I was helping them or not. And for the most part, all the other caseworkers or the case managers that I worked with, they would tell me about their stories of them seeing their clients like five, 10 years down the road and they see how their life has changed and they see them again and the client comes and tells them like, oh my gosh, like you have no idea how much you helped me, like what you did that day helped me to get this or helped me do that other thing and it changed my life like we don't get to see that even in a general job where it is that you're directly helping people even then they don't see that what they're doing changes people's lives mm-hmm. the same way that what we're doing now indirectly isn't we're not going to be able to see that we're changing people's lives because of course i hope one day we do yeah hopefully <laughs> even if, i mean do. i know it wouldn't be everyone because the internet is so big and Mm -hmm. people from all over the world can see you but i hope even if it's just one person that we can see just or even hear about them messaging us you know Mm -hmm. this one episode that i heard helped me make this change and it led to Mm -hmm. all these other great things yeah Ah. that would be so exciting (laughs) it would (laughs) so apart from asking yourself what's the important what's my purpose it's important to ask how am i going to fulfill that purpose or why am i doing this why am i choosing this purpose why why this one basically like literally you can answer the who what why when basically right when in terms of your purpose and i think going in that depth could take you further what do you think is the best way to go about finding your purposes oh well i actually wrote down like a whole list of i don't even count possibly like seven eight let's say seven to ten different things that you can actually do because i think what i have personally learned in trying to find my purpose is that there's no exact route Mm -hmm. you know i've tried many different things i tried it in meditating about it i've tried it in journaling about it praying about it sleeping on it like so many different things you know and there's actually been things that i have found that i didn't like they weren't even in my radar Mm -hmm. but i just kind of stumbled upon them and they felt like my purpose and i i'm glad you asked me this question because it brings me to a point that i wanted to bring up that you may find something that is your purpose but because the way life is set up you may not be able to do said purpose and it can be discouraging but don't allow it to completely discourage you from everything because again you're not meant to just do one thing and you may have found one thing that you were meant to do 
but because that thing didn't work out doesn't mean you won't find another purpose you know what i mean yeah and with this specific one is so it makes more sense for me it was teaching mm -hmm. and that was actually really surprising to me because i actually used to tutor when i was in middle school and i hated it and i always said i was so bad at it and i just i can't I would always say I can't teach people because it just makes sense in my head and when people don't get it because it comes so easy to me and when it doesn't come easy to them I get frustrated you know mm -hmm. I'm like how do you just not get it <laughs> so in middle school my friends parents used to pay me to tutor them in math okay because I have always been good at math and I've always had good grades and things like that so other parents would see that sometimes and they would say hey my kid is struggling do you mind helping them out and I would I mean they were my friends we would you know hang out after school and I would teach them or explain it to them in different ways and this is just speaking in math and this particular friend that I'm thinking of like she was really good in English and like grammar and writing I was not like everyone has their strengths right mm -hmm. and I would just get frustrated at the fact that she just never got it as fast as I did. So I always thought, you know, I never understood how teachers can do it. Like, this is frustrating. And I'm just dealing like one-on-one. -on -one. I can't imagine like a whole classroom of like 20 kids, yada, yada, yada. Well, fast forward a lot of years later, I had my son and your mom was actually the one that had told me about a job opportunity because she works within a school district. And she said, hey, I know that they are hiring at a preschool have you ever thought about applying because my son was going into preschool and she was giving me the option so that I could be there with him. I was like, wow, I actually have never thought about that. But like, I mean, if I can be with my son, especially during school hours, because it was a public school and, you know, they have very specific hours. It's not like a daycare where they're open basically 12 hours a day. You can drop off and pick up almost whenever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this one's very specific. And Parents know it's very difficult to find a job within those time frames, and then if you find a job that's out of those time frames, then you have to worry about like after school care or before school care. Like you have to figure something out. And I didn't want to deal with all that stress, so I was like, you know what? Let me try it out. And I had already worked at a daycare, but daycares are very different than public schools. Obviously, they're a lot less structured. Like it's just very different. Right. And I had already worked at a daycare also to be with my son, and I it wasn't my cup of tea. You know, so I was like, I was already going in with the mindset of, I don't really think I'm going to enjoy this that much, but like, let me give it a try. Although I will say I do enjoy being around kids. And I, ever since I had my son, I enjoyed like taking care of them. So I did enjoy that aspect of the daycare life. But again, I just couldn't see myself teaching someone. And I wasn't going to be a public school teacher. I was going to be an assistant, but I knew I was going to do some teaching because you're a teacher assistant. So you got to assist the teacher with stuff right and a lot of that is teaching mm -hmm. so I was like let me see how it works out well I don't know if it was because the job the kids or honestly the mentor the lead teacher I was with but it all just felt so right just being in that classroom and I was just there one year but this teacher that I was with she was so freaking amazing at what she did I mean she had been a teacher I think for 20 or 25 years like she knew what she was doing and she was very like strict as far as like how she wanted her room to run, how she wanted her kids to do things, like everything like on point, you know? And she was so good at her job. She didn't even need lesson plans. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of teachers don't like them anyway, but with her, it was like, 
it was almost like autopilot for her because she had been doing it for so long. She already knew exactly what she had to do on what day, on what month, for what thing, what project. Like, she was just so good at her job, you know? And I just always felt so inspired by how she ran her room and how her, her kids would learn. Like, when I worked with her, I believe we had 23 or 24 students. Again, it was a pre, pre-K center, so it was all four and five-year-olds pre-k then going to kinder so in pre-k they do have to learn or they have to start learning how to read Mm -hmm. they get the base of it you know so they start learning like their letter sounds they start learning sight words all those different things well in the classroom of those 20 let's say 24 kids i believe about six or seven of them already came out basically full-on reading like she was so good at what she did i just love her so much you know and so I just felt so inspired and I was like, you know what? I've always said teaching's not for me, but let me try it out. So I actually ended up going back to the daycare that I was at because I ended up leaving that school for school politics and pay and a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> but that was actually kind of sad for me because I was actually thinking of going back to school to get a teaching degree. Okay. But the teacher I was working with actually told me, no. (laughs) She's like, don't do it. Why? She said this job, obviously, like, if if you're born to do it, you're born to do it. You know, like, people always say that teachers are born to be teachers because Mm -hmm. it's a very specific skill set. Not everyone can be a teacher. I mean, I think anybody can be a good teacher. Not everyone can be a great teacher. teacher. Right. She told me not to do it because of the way things were going. So again, she had been a teacher for two decades. She said the way things were now was ridiculous. They don't respect you as a teacher. They put so much pressure on you. They don't pay you. And like, she gave me this whole list. She was like, no. And she even told me, I even told my kids, because she had three daughters. She's like, I even tell my kids, or I would tell them when they were little, you will not be a teacher. And her and her husband were teachers. Mm. And she would tell anybody she could, do not become a teacher because she knew that you were going into a field that was just almost not worth it but anyway so I ended up going back to the daycare and I actually ended up taking a position of lead teacher and I was in the oldest classroom so it was four-year-olds but who had late birthdays so they can't be in a public or even private pre-k classroom because you know you have to have a birthday before a certain time or after a certain time or else you gotta wait So I was in the classroom of a bunch of basically late birthdays who basically should be in school already. Like they're ready to learn, but they can't yet because Mm of birthdays. Right. And so they were old enough to learn already. And I went in there so excited because I wanted to turn that classroom like a public school classroom. And I was ready to like teach them. I was going to implement everything I learned from, you know, the teacher I was with. I I felt so fulfilled and I loved doing what I did. And I only did it for a very, I mean, very short amount of time. But in that short amount of time, the amount of parents that came up to me and told me, I don't know what you're doing, but the things that my kid comes home saying, like, I am so impressed, like, keep doing it. That in itself was so rewarding because I felt like I was helping these tiny humans, you know, do this and that. And just to see their development and their growth, it was, I don't know, 
it was just so amazing and i never saw myself doing that because again i i was like i hate teaching people <laughs> but i was maybe just teaching the wrong thing to the wrong people mm -hmm. and i don't know it was just very sad because i also had to leave that room almost or that center almost for the exact same reasons i had to leave the the school mm -hmm. it's just the whole politics and the way things are set up with anything that has to do with kids, like there's no support for the staff, like teachers or staff in daycares. Everything is like kids are always right. Parents are always right. Parent kids now. I'm sorry, but kids now are like POSs. <laughs> They're so bad and disrespectful. And not all of them. Like there were, I had some great ones, but because I had like a handful of those extremely bad ones, I couldn't teach to the good ones. Mm -hmm. And that was frustrating because again, I felt like I had found my purpose, which was teaching little ones. And I couldn't even do that because the bad ones, the behavior got in the way and you have no support from administration. And that goes for daycares too, because you hear a lot about it on the public school side, you mm -hmm. know? But sorry, I also went off topic on there. Just to say, I think I had found my purpose and it was teaching, but then I couldn't do it because so many other things. And I think others may struggle with that where like they think they found it or they did find it and they feel so fulfilled. They feel happy. They love what they do. But there may be factors, world man-made factors that unfortunately don't allow you to do it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And in this case, it was lack of support from administration and like management and money. Mm -hmm. Like all those jobs in fields with kids, like they just don't get paid enough. And even sure. though I hate to say, you know, money is everything, because it's not <laughs> the way the world is set up. I mean, it's a huge factor. For sure. And I think that allows a lot of, or doesn't allow a lot of people to do what they really want to do. I ever thought if, since you found teaching to be one of your purposes in life, have you ever thought of how else you can teach? Yes. Yeah, and I never came up with another answer other than teaching my own kid. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't get to implement certain things because the things I learned were all in like English. So I learned how to teach kids how to read in English. Gotcha. And yes, I can just like translate it, but it became a little harder because the reason I say that is because I have my kid in bilingual classes. So right now he's learning everything in Spanish and I didn't want to confuse him. And I just, at the time, I didn't figure out how to switch it to another language. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And my kid, I felt like, was too old already for what I was teaching. Right. And what I had learned how to do. Because, again, I'm not a professional. I didn't, go, I didn't go to school, even though I wanted to. But then I was also discouraged by being in the field and then being like, don't do it. <laughs> You're setting up yourself for failure. I was like, yeah. well, shit. I'm not trying to go to school four years, have probably a whole bunch of debt to go into a field that is not worth it. Yeah. And that came from te veteran teachers who had been teaching for 20 years. Because she wasn't the only one that told me that. Mm -hmm. It was multiple teachers that were like, don't do it. <laughs> they're, they're warning you, don't do it. Yeah. Big old warning sign. So if y'all, any of you are trying to be teachers, here's your warning. <clears throat> Don't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you not to do it because it is a fulfilling career, but just have, have it in your mind that it might not be what you're thinking and you may not even get to do what you want to do, mm -hmm. which is sad. Like, honestly, it's crazy that they don't even allow teachers to teach. 
And that may not make sense for people that have never worked in that field or in those mm -hmm. schools, but if you know, you know. Yeah. They don't even let teachers teach anymore. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Or they tell you exactly what to teach and how to teach it, which is bonkers. Kills the whole creativity process of teaching. It kills the the passion of it because everyone brings their own uniqueness to it and honestly the teachers that went off rails because you could tell when we were in school you could tell what teachers stuck to the curriculum and what teachers made it their own mm. and the ones that made it their own those are the classes i loved and those are the classes i learned in definitely same same so the fact that you're taking that away from people yeah, <laughs> I feel very strongly about all that. Not only are the teachers <coughs> losing something, but so are the students. The biggest affected are the students, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Because even though, like, yes, it's affecting you as an adult because, you know, especially if it's your purpose, you can't do your purpose. At the end of the day, you're an adult. You can find your purpose elsewhere. You can become a little more fulfilled elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Kids they're stuck there yes they have no say exactly and like either way they have to learn one way or another mm -hmm. and honestly the way they have the curriculum set up i don't think it's the best yeah. and, and it's, it's made by people who aren't even teachers great so what the fuck do they know <laughs> you know what i mean the curriculum should be made by those that are actually teaching the curriculum they're the ones that know best on how it's working how well it can work and what can be improved what can be changed right and not only that but the people that are actively teaching because i know there are like retired teachers involved but i mean like fossils mm -hmm. like i'm talking about it's almost the same as government mm -hmm. like why are these 86 year olds still in office what do you have to say about my future in which you will no longer be alive in real question is why aren't you retired <laughs> why are you still here damn sorry i'm gonna go on a whole deep end so let me stop Reel it in. <laughs> so again, I stumbled on mine by, by chance, by chance, by accident. So that's also why I say try things, mm -hmm. even if you think you don't like it, give it another try. Because maybe when you tried it, it was ten years ago and you were just at a different place. Yeah. You don't know how it's gonna go now, you know. Mm -hmm. But what have you done to help you find your purpose? I think, well, for the most part, mine also found me by chance as well in terms of like helping people right you don't find your purpose your the purpose, purpose finds to you Ooh, that's perfect because <laughs> i mean that's kind of what i hadn't even thought about that but that's what we're yeah. saying and honestly yeah because mm -hmm. apart from because i also do believe that your purpose does isn't just about your career it's about your whole life in general and one of those ways is again how i said previously how you present yourself to people throughout your life right so for me one of my purpose that one of the things that i really wanted to do um growing up is that i wanted to become a therapist i wanted to be a counselor and one of the reasons why is because i wanted to be able to help people listen to people listen to what their problems were and help them find their own guide in life to become a better version of themselves right mm -hmm. and how to heal through everything that they've gone through i wanted to be able to do that I, that's the way that i wanted to help people and so that's why i ended up going into the whole counseling center the the counseling center that i was at i was looking for some place like that where i can just get my foot into the door and it did i was granted i wasn't 
like in any therapy consults or any therapy sessions or anything like that. But I did get to see a lot of everything that would go on because apart from therapy, they had case management, they had so many programs that were de dedicated to helping people in different kinds of ways, right? And ultimately I ended up doing case management because I was the one that I was able to do first um, other than therapy because I still needed to go back to continue going back to school before I could go into that role. And later on, I found that this wasn't exactly the way that I wanted to help people. It was just that, here's the thing, I love being able to be a listening ear to people. The thing is that I don't want to do it just for strangers. I want to do it for the people that I already have a connection to, mm -hmm. you know? So then I thought that by wanting to listen to people and help people in that sense mentally, I thought being a therapist would be a great way. And I do think that that would be pretty great, but I don't believe that being a therapist would be my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And not to say that helping people in that sense isn't what I meant to do. I still believe that that's what I meant to do. Just not in the sense that I believed that I was supposed to do it. And I can still do it. I still do it to this day. You know, like I'll like I'll listen like I'll talk with you, I'll listen with you, I'll like I'll listen to my mom, I'll listen to my dad, my sisters, you know. And she diagnoses us. <laughs> I diagnose them. <laughs> Girl, report you. <laughs> Fake therapist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's it's fulfilling being able to help the people that I love in that way. Mm -hmm. Because I get to be somebody's shoulders that y'all can cry on, that y'all can lean on whenever y'all need somebody. Mm -hmm. you know, someone who is able to leave a space for you so that you can speak what's on your mind, on your chest, like what is going on. Like It's important to have, I believe it's important to have someone to be able to be there for you and listen to you. Mm -hmm. And I love being able to do that for people. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily have to get paid for it. Like I don't, I don't feel the need to get paid for it. That's just something I want to do. <laughs> Can you imagine Ellie coming over and be like, what's wrong? And then here's your bill. <laughs> you owe me a hundred bucks, <laughs> bruh. That'd be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> and for context, Ellie may not have finished school to become a therapist, but she did go to school for mm -hmm. it. And she got pretty much halfway there. Yeah. So she knows her stuff, you know, even though it's not to the fullest extent, like she knows. So she's able to help us just that much more, mm -hmm. you know, than someone who has like no right like context or knowledge of it mm -hmm. like you have knowledge of a lot of knowledge of it right and then you also do a lot of research on your own time <laughs> I, do. I do i still even though i'm not in school for it anymore i still learn a lot about it mm -hmm. it's just something that's always caught my interest so right. and i don't actually diagnose people okay I yeah that was a full-on joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't diagnose people but i will like if it's something that I think is interesting and it like comes to the topic of what we're talking about that day like let's say we're talking about i don't know depression or high functioning depression it's like hey like i'm not saying you have this but this is what this is you know like this is what high functioning depression is 
But just to put that out there, you know, I'm not saying you have it, but like, you can look <laughs> into it if you want to. Talk about it to a therapist if you want to be diagnosed with it, because I'm not diagnosing you with it. But anyways, <laughs> the unofficial diagnosis. Yeah, the unofficial diagnosis, right? It's just, I don't know. I, I'm also, I just like to give information, mm -hmm. you know? So what's another way that you have? that you that has helped you find your purpose in life right so something else i have done that i think can be very helpful for others is just reflecting on your beliefs values and passion but not only like on the positive end but also reflect on what you absolutely hate mm -hmm. and what you almost like refuse to do because when i also think of passions again i see all these things on a very entrepreneurial side like point of view mm -hmm. because it's just i think i was just born to be an entrepreneur i kind of touched base on this in previous episodes any goal or any job i have ever wanted to do in my life since i was three years old maybe even younger it's always been i want to do this but i want to do it like on my own you know what i mean yeah so like when i was really little i mean from the very first time i can remember up until i was maybe like 12 so for the whole beginning of my life, I wanted to be a doctor. But I always said, even as a four-year-old, I want to be a doctor, but I want to have my own practice. Mm. I never wanted to work for a hospital. I never wanted to work for an organization. I wanted to have my own clinic, like my own hospital, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just my own practice as a four-year-old. So I just, I think I look at it very differently, you know what I mean? Because it's just what I want to do. So when I think of things of like my passions and all of that, I think of what I want to do, but also what I refuse to do. Mm -hmm. And But even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, now that I'm thinking of it, you can think of it that way because you can find a job that doesn't have it in the job description, you know? Like something you hate, make sure it's not in that job description. Because even though it's your purpose, it may ruin like, the fulfilling part of it because there's certain things you just don't want to do so for me one of those things is sales i just don't want to do sales as far as like pushy sales mm -hmm. i don't want to sit there and be like are you sure but this this and that and da, 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 da. like i'm just not good at that i'm not good at persuading people to buy something they don't want mm -hmm. i'm that type of person that if i'm like hey you want this and you're like no thank you all right cool have a nice day yeah you know like if you don't want like if someone doesn't want to buy something like they shouldn't buy it kind of thing exactly and i've actually had jobs because i was like you know what maybe i'm just being too harsh on it let me just try it i've never like full-on tried it then i did hated it even more mm -hmm. because i didn't want to do it but like the person that was training me was like push it more you're not getting it because you're not pushing it. and it's like it's not in me and you know what i mean like I also think sales is one of those things like you're kind of born to do because there are some great salesmen out there like they can sell anything and everything mm -hmm. and it's what they like to do is what they enjoy to do I refuse to fucking do it mm -hmm. so when I reflect on not only like what is my passion what is my belief what is my value that I want to do for the rest of my life I also ask myself what is something I just don't want to do mm -hmm. you know I think that's a super important aspect that I don't think we think of enough. We just, we get so consumed of what do I want to do? You kind of forget of what don't I, like what I don't want to do. And I think that's helpful because it helps narrow down for sure your, 
list, you know, because you can say, okay, I love this, I love this, I love this, but within this job, I'm gonna have to, like, no matter what you look, how you look at it, I'm gonna have to do this, but I refuse to do this, and so then you can take it off. Mm -hmm. and that's how I look at it. I look at it a lot, and also what I don't want to do. So what is another method that you use? I think that for the most part, whenever we think about finding our purpose, we're very focused on finding our purpose outside of ourselves. Like, where can I go find that purpose? Like, we try to find it outside of ourselves. And I think it's very important to acknowledge that some, a lot of the time, if not most, the purpose is within us. So the best way that I've learned how to find my own purpose is to literally get to know yourself and actually connect with yourself in however way that looks like for you. So if that's through prayer, meditation, journaling, therapy, talking to yourself, talking to a friend, whatever, like do it, connect with yourself, like get to actually get to know yourself the same way that you would get to know a friend, like your best friend mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like actually getting to just in general, just getting to you know yourself mm -hmm. again, it'll help you narrow down the list because it'll tell you what you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Right. It'll help you find a list of what you can, um, what you would do for your purpose. And not just that, it could also show you where your passions lie in life and where you're not just your passions but what your interests because your passions are things that you know that you like to do and you have such enthusiasm to do your interests could be something that you've never done ever in your life but something that appeases you like it interests you right right so like <clears throat> let's say your purpose is surfing but you've never stepped foot in the ocean because you live like in the middle of the country you know where there's no no ocean, ocean. <laughs> you know so how do you know you you like surfing if you've never done it right. so go to an ocean try it out literally explore all of your options explore your passions explore your interests and i would honestly say give a chance to the things that that don't interest you that you think you don't like right Try them for example. Out. <laughs> yeah, for me. Try them out and give them a chance. Like, just because you give it a chance doesn't mean that you have to stick with it. Right. You can always be like, okay, I gave it a shot. I won't do it again. It's like literally the same thing as like trying foods. Like you, whenever you're little, you eat tomato, you try tomatoes, you know you don't like them, so you don't eat it again. But let's say after a few years, like your palates, your taste buds change with time. So now that you're like a 27 year old, you try tomatoes again, you're like, oh, these are actually really good. Like, I really love tomatoes now. You're you know? missing out. Yeah. So everything changes. Your likes and your dislikes will change over time. Mm -hmm. So everything just what, like, and just get to know what it is that you want to do, <clears throat> basically, like connect. Connecting with yourself was a huge one. And also reflecting over your past in the sense of everybody has their own past. Everyone has their own events that they've gone through in life. And this may not be true for everybody, but it just came true for me. It's just looking at my past and the things that I've gone through in my life. I know that if I had the opportunity to to help somebody or prevent somebody to go through the same things that I did, 
I would try to do my best to help them get out of that situation before it goes any further, right? So again, the ways that I would do it isn't in a professional sense. It's in the sense of me being your friend and extending a hand out to you. Mm -hmm. That's also one of my purposes in life. The things that I've gone through, I will walk through that whole journey with you so that you don't get that far as far as I did. That way I can help you reroute your journey, reroute your path into a more fulfilling path for yourself, mm -hmm. right? And so I would say it's so, that part is the, probably the most difficult because for the most part, those kinds of events, we don't want to remember them. We want to forget them at all costs. But I think it's an important one to not look over mm -hmm. because it could guide you into the direction where your purpose lies. I agree. And I don't know why what comes to mind is like superhero stories because a lot of them, if not all of them, come from tragic moments. And within that tragic moment, they find what they want to do for the rest of their life. And not just in a superhero way, but like Barry Allen, you know, his dad gets wrongly convicted for the mom's murder. So he becomes a, a what are they called? An attorney? No, it's not an attorney. He's a forensic, not investigator. What are they called? Forensic, forensic scientist? Yeah, forensic scientist. So he's like, is that even the right word? I think so okay right well you know what i mean like something with forensics and to do with um the law so he helps to put the right people behind bars and to not wrongly convict other people you know mm -hmm. and you also hear of stories not superheroes but just normal folks of like let's say they lost a parent at a really early age to let's say cancer then they become a doctor to help those that have cancer. You know what I mean? So yeah. just reminded me of that. Like, don't let your, I don't want to say sad story, but like your tragedy mm -hmm. define your life in a bad way. You can always use that as fuel to help you find your purpose. Mm -hmm. Because I do think all those things, all those things happen for a reason. And even though a lot of the times those are like bad things that happen, I do think good can come out of it. Mm -hmm. And one of those can be finding what you really want to do. And it helps you really get an idea of how you're going to help people, you know? Right. A few questions that are important to ask yourself is what has shaped you into the person that you are today? And how do you want to impact the people around you? So. I definitely agree because one of the questions I put on my list too is what kind of impact do you want to leave in this world mm -hmm. do you want to leave an impact because there's people that are okay with not doing the most you know mm -hmm. there's others that want to leave their imprint that want to say you know I want to be an activist who made a change I want to be a politician who made a change I mm -hmm. want to be an entrepreneur who made a change like there's so many things that you can do to make a change is that what you want to do mm -hmm. and finding and because it is because uh, if it is finding how to do it right because then after finding what the purpose is you got to find the whole how to get there right because you can make it you're going to make an impact on this world regardless so the question is on what level are you trying to do it are you trying to do it on a global level on a national level on a um, just like individual, individual like you just want to change people's lives personally right. mm -hmm. if you're trying to do it 
just the people that are around you or some people that only fit a certain like not a demographic but just a a certain like neighborhood neighborhood or a certain community there you go thank you <laughs> thank you so like if you're only trying to help out impact a certain a certain community are you just trying to help out or impact your family and friends like what kind of circle are you trying to impact what kind of circle are you trying to change right mm -hmm. very important questions to ask yourself and i guess i never thought about the whole like getting to know yourself i mean of course in that sense i have but you know how it's whenever people ask you tell me about yourself a lot of people freeze because they're like I don't know because a lot of us don't know ourselves right of course we know like what kind of things we like what kind of things we don't like but when someone puts us on the spot and says describe yourself tell us about yourself it's kind mm -hmm. of like well who am i <laughs> yeah we don't really truly take the time to ask ourselves those kind of questions like we do to others right so of course it's super important for sure and i'm glad you brought it up because even i had never thought about it in that sense you know mm -hmm. and you have to know yourself to know what you want to do with the rest of your life because it's just like if i come up to you and i'm like hey what should that guy do as their purpose yeah. you'll be like i don't know <laughs> what does he like to do you know <laughs> and then you're going to start asking questions those questions that you would ask yourself so just like how you say see yourself as a third person mm -hmm. if someone were to come up to you not as you and ask you like as you what would you like her to do as her purpose mm -hmm. all the questions you would ask a stranger ask yourself right what is it that you like to do what are you passionate about like yada 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 so you see guys seeing yourself as a third person isn't so crazy after all like it really is helpful like literally don't knock it till you try it okay <laughs> i live and breathe by this now i think this one in this particular instance it definitely would help a lot mm -hmm. for sure so another one I wanted to talk about that I think is good to use is, I mean, we've touched base on it a little bit, but it's focusing on your strengths and your talents. Mm -hmm. So if you know you're a really good artist, if you know you paint really well, like you said, you can't change people's lives with art. Think about that. Like for me, I was really good at math. Think about things I can do to impact people with math, you know? Mm -hmm. Things like that, just focus on what your talents and your strengths are. Because I think a lot of the times we tend to kind of put them on the side mm -hmm. because we can't see them as a job right? Mm -hmm. or hobbies. And even if it is a hobby, you can change someone's lives. You can feel fulfilled just doing it as a hobby. Right. It doesn't always have to become your job. Because then I also think that takes a lot of the fun away from it. Mm -hmm. When you take a hobby and you turn it into your job, into your only source of income, it does take a little of joy joy and fun away from it because then there's stress of, now I have to. Like, let's say you're an artist and you're painting. Now you have to create paintings, even if you're in a grunt. Like, you can't only do it when you're inspired mm -hmm. because you have to sell them to make money you know so it does take a little bit out of it so i do think you can also be fulfilled from it just being your hobby mm -hmm. you know yeah like it doesn't have to be like a your, career yeah it doesn't have to be your full-on just nine to five right. but you can put it in pieces here or there like we said if you do something as a job that you enjoy or maybe you don't even love it but you you're okay with it you're content but you just want to do more leave your, i mean don't leave your job mm -hmm. especially like if it's good money pays the bills that way you're not financially stressed and then on the side 
take up those hobbies. Like, don't forget about them. Also, remember the things you enjoyed when you were a child. Yes, yes. Those actually give you really, really good insights. So. Yes, because if there was something that you really, truly enjoyed when you were a child, more than likely it's a passion of yours now still. Mm -hmm. It's just you put it on the back burner because, oh, I'm a grown-up now. Why would I do that? Right. I can't do that as a job. Like, it doesn't pay the bills. Like, we always get so caught up in paying the bills, paying the bills, paying the bills. And again, of course, it's super important. You're not going to be with an empty stomach, no no clothes on your back, no roof over your head. Like, it is important, but don't make it your only and 100%. Like, let it be maybe 90%. Right. And 10% is your hobby on the side. Mm -hmm. And maybe it won't make you money, but it will make you feel fulfilled. Not everything has to be about money, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. And like, I really want to make this point that your purpose is not always going to be your career. It can be, can, it can <clears throat> be your career, it can be a hobby, or it can just be one of your personality traits. Like, don't limit yourself. Literally, the sky is a limit on this one. Literally. There's no right answer. Mm -hmm. As long as the whole point of this is for you to be fulfilled and feel like you're doing what you're what you were put on this earth to do mm -hmm. and that looks so different for everyone and don't allow others opinions to derail you from what you're doing like if you truly feel like something is what you're supposed to do and let's say a parent's like oh, yeah, they don't know, no like don't allow their opinion to derail you at the end of the day your happiness is the main thing and especially if it makes you feel fulfilled <laughs> Especially if it's your purpose. <laughs> For sure. Because I did want to touch base on that. You know, when you said try different things. And even if it's not this one thing, if you didn't like it before, it's okay. Try it again. I don't know why we condemn trying different things as bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like we always, like you always hear of, let's say it's soccer. Oh, you picked up soccer and like you quit. Like you're such a quitter. Why would you quit? It's like, it's okay to try things and hate it. How are you supposed right. to know if you love it or hate it until you try it? Because one thing is watching it on TV because someone can be a full on 100% soccer fanatic, but them on the field, they don't enjoy it. Exactly. They enjoy watching. They don't enjoy playing, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't know that until they try playing. Right. And so I do think because then I know some people may be like, well, should I let my kid quit everything? That's also a different thing, you know? Yeah, that's a whole story on its own. Yeah, because with and them, I do think you should let them see it through, at least like for the season, if it's a sport, because you want to teach them the responsibility of once you make a commitment. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, when you try different things, I don't think it's so much a commitment. Mm -hmm. Like, don't go full on and join a league. Like, maybe... Right. Like, if you see people, because I know a lot of people, like, and I'm speaking of just soccer, because mm -hmm. there's all types of things, but that's what just came to mind. Yeah. If you see people playing um, at the park near you every Saturday, go talk to them and say, hey, can I join you? That's not really a commitment, just saying, can I come once a, once a month, you know? Yeah. Like, don't go full on and join a league where you have to do it, because mm -hmm. then if you hate it, it's harder for you to quit. <laughs> right. Because that's a different case, you know? Exactly how you were saying everything that you're exploring, you don't know if you like something or not until you try it. Literally, your entire life, especially this kind of purpose, it doesn't matter what stage of the journey you are in, everything is trial and error. If you're trying to figure out what your purpose is, you're doing trial and error by like trying out different things or giving yourself different questions. Some questions you may not... Some of the answers that you give yourself with certain questions that you ask, 
aren't going to give you the answers that you're looking for in terms of finding your purpose, but other questions will. Again, trial and error. Different hobbies that you're trying out. You might not like soccer, but you might love football. You know, trial and error. And the same thing in terms of once you do find your purpose and you're trying out your purpose, you might have different ways of how you're doing it. You might like one way, but you might not like the other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's still trial and error. You won't know how you're, if something's working out for you or if you don't like or like something, unless you try it out. Life is trial and error. Yeah, the whole thing <laughs> from birth to death. Yes. So don't be afraid to make errors in your life. And especially whenever it comes to fulfilling your purpose. Don't be like, and if you are, be afraid and do it anyway. One other point that I want to make, and whenever you're doing this whole trial and error process, I think one of the biggest takeaways that you can take from this is to have patience with yourself. Because you're once you start this journey, you're in it for the long run. Because you're not going to complete this in a few weeks, in a few months. Now, this is going to take years of your life, okay? And this isn't something that will give you some instant gratification. Like, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to... You're not going to find your purpose overnight. You're not going to fulfill your purpose overnight. It's the long haul. And I know that that can be so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And you're just trying to get, I guess, to like, the end. And <clears throat> that's where it comes... That's where it comes in where you have to learn to enjoy the process and not just the result. Right. Right. Because in this one, if you're just looking for instant gratification, you will be disappointed and you will be discouraged. Mm -hmm. So if anything, this whole journey, if you don't know how to have patience, this journey will force you to learn how to have patience you Absolutely. it will teach you how to have patience whether you like it or not mm -hmm. so te lo va a poner. <laughs> and if you already have patience well then you're already a step ahead of the rest of us so there congratulations <laughs> so i definitely agree and you may never know i mean your purpose may be just doing the whole trial and everything right you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the the way you see the journey of finding the purpose may be the purpose. Right. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Again, there's no right or wrong answer. Not everyone, I believe, not everyone has an end point. Mm -hmm. Some people can just be all about the journey, and that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. As long as you're fulfilled and happy with what you're doing, again, that's the end. That's the angle. <laughs> right. So if you're already fulfilled and happy with what you're doing and it's just the journey, then there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say you're done, like, you, you know. did it. You're doing it. <laughs> you did it. You're done. Life's done. <laughs> nothing else for you, you to do. You rest now. <laughs> but in everything that you're trying out, I think one of the biggest things that you can do is with whatever choice that you decide to take to connect with yourself, I think one of the biggest things that you can do also is following your heart and leading with your mind. Because oftentimes our minds are so busy that it's very hard for us to distinguish between our minds talking and our hearts talking. Which this is why I say that whatever it is it is that you do to continue to do it, whether that be journaling, meditating, prayer, therapy, whatever it is, that way you learn how to distinguish between both. Because 
you might believe that you're following your heart, but it's your mind doing all the talking, you know, and if you haven't learned the difference yet, then it's obviously going to lead you down maybe a path that isn't your purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think your purpose lies within your heart, first and foremost. Absolutely. So that's why I say it's important to follow your heart and lead with your mind. Your mind will tell you how to follow your heart. Mm -hmm. You did touch base on just talking a little bit about fear. So I did want to say that's another point that I believe is super important, which is don't get caught up in the fear. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is unknown, unknown territory, unknown results, unknown journey. Like everything is unknown. Don't be afraid of not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing how you're going to get there. Because I think ultimately it's the most exciting part. Yeah. You know, it literally gives you a chance to write your own story. Mm -hmm. You're creating your whole movie. Right. So. The whole book is empty. Mm -hmm. It's your pen to paper and you put exactly what you want it to do. Yeah. And with that, I think that regardless of this whole thing because i were saying not to get caught up on fear and while yes it's important not to get caught up in fear i think a part of us at least for most of us and if not all of us we won't ever lose that fear of the unknown which i think is okay mm -hmm. the goal isn't to be fearless the goal is to be courageous so if you're scared the only thing that you can do is to have courage and do it anyway. That's what courage is. Mm -hmm. To do it even whenever you're scared. Right. So don't let your fear hold you back. Have courage and do it. Right. Because if you're going to be there anyway, don't let it overtake. Right. Don't let it be the leader. You are the leader. Mm -hmm. You grab it by the balls and take <laughs> it. <laughs> don't let it grab you. <laughs> I think that's a really important one. Yeah. Another one I also wanted to talk about is seeking out to a mentor and or a role model mm -hmm. because they, I believe, will be a huge factor in how your outcome may come out. Because when you reach out to these people, the, the reason why they're mentors and role models is because they have years in the field. So let's say you want to be an entrepreneur get a mentor within that let's say you want to be an artist find a mentor within that someone who can guide you someone who can help you when you're feeling discouraged mm -hmm. someone who can give you ideas you haven't thought of and obviously someone who has their foot already set in that field because they know what they're talking about you know yeah and even if it's not someone physical that you can reach out to make a list of people you look up to and that you want to not be like, but someone who just inspires you. And more than likely, if it's someone famous, there's going to be interviews out there that you can read or you can right. watch about them and see what kind of things they have done throughout their lives, what things keeps them motivated, what kind of routines do they do. There's so many things that you can, I don't want to say follow, but that you can take into your own life and make it your own. Because mm -hmm. again, we've said this before. Don't try to do step by step of what else of what someone else is doing because it's not going to work out for you. Everyone lives a different lifestyle. Everyone has different challenges. Everyone, everything is just so unique. Mm -hmm. And if you try to do everything step by step the way they do it, 
it's not gonna work and that could just ultimately cause you to be discouraged mm -hmm. especially if they've been in the field for years right and you're just starting out that's not even an even comparison right you got to make it an even level an even level field right you can't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 27 exactly but i do think it's super important just to get inspiration from those people you look up to but i would say it's probably more important to find you can physically connect to you know someone you can meet someone you can talk to because let's be honest probably like elon musk is not gonna take up mentorship like he's so right. busy with so much and he's so famous like mm -hmm. you know people like that who are like extremely famous like we also have to be realistic they're probably out of reach mm -hmm. for mentorship but there's a lot of interviews you can watch on him right uh but if you want someone physically there for you Find someone just on a lower scale who is available to you. And that doesn't mean they're any less successful. Mm -hmm. It's just someone who is available. Right. Because, again, not everyone's on the same level. There. Right. Mm -hmm. Or level field is what you said. Both. Yes. <laughs> level field and chapter. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, I do just want to make one little point on the part where I had said that your purpose evolves over time the same way that you evolve over time. You want to make the point? Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I also do want to make the point that the same way that certain parts of you also won't change, like let's say your core values that you hold your from that you have or that you held since you were pretty young and that you still carry now, it's the same way with your purpose. Maybe how you change over over time is how your purpose will change over time. So the core of your purpose may stay the same, the same way that your core values will change. I mean, will stay the same, but everything else around your purpose will change and it'll look differently depending on what period of time that you are in the same way that how you present yourself and how you act in this world and how you behave in this world is going to change. Absolutely. Right? I, don't know, I just wanted to make that little point. No, I agree. Yeah, it's not always going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Things change, life changes, and there may be things that weren't important to you, let's say, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, but now they are. Right. It's just it's just how it is, you right. know? Yeah. Like, things change. I do want to say that if, let's say, you find a, what you believe is your purpose at a certain point in your life and later on you come to realize that it isn't your purpose it's okay you didn't mess up you didn't just waste all that time in your life it's not a waste because what did you learn you learned that it wasn't your purpose you tried it and it didn't work out trial and error mm -hmm. now you here's the thing now you have the rest of your life to figure out what the what your actual purpose is right so you might have used two years of your life or four years of your life, six, whatever years of your life to learn that it wasn't your purpose. Now you have the rest of your life to figure out what is your purpose. Absolutely. And a lot of the times we get so caught up in like a timeline that honestly doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, we are still so young. Like we're not even 40. Like we're trying to figure this out in our 20s and our 30s, thinking and feeling like our life is done. Mm -hmm. Bro, like if you think about it, luckily with the way medicine is most likely all of us will die 
around 70, 80, if not older. Mm -hmm. And if you're in your 20s, 30s, you still have 50, 40, like 40, 50, 60 years left, if not more. Right. I don't know why people get so caught up in past a certain time, you know, past 30, you can no longer do this. You can mm -hmm. no longer do that. I, I just don't get it. Granted, yes, it may be harder because you are more, you know, later in your life, maybe you have a family that depends on you. So it may look a little different and it may be a little more difficult, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. Right. Like, it's just, I hate when people say it's just not doable after mm -hmm. a certain time. Like, says who? Says who? <laughs> Again, you are the, the, I was going to say writer, you are the author of your own life. You decide when it's too late. Right. You're the writer, author, and editor of your story. An illustrator. An illustrator. <laughs> if you if you have a picture book, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, make it a picture book. Make it interesting. That that's another one I actually have on my list. Get creative and make a vision board. Yes. Because a lot of us are visual people. Obviously, if it's your, if it's your cup of tea, if not, you know, you can make yeah. a list. Mm -hmm. Vision boards can be a list. But I would say more often than not, we're all, we're creative, we're visual learners. Make a vision board and make it just centered around your purpose, finding your purpose. Put words, put pictures of things that you want your future to look like. Because another note that I have to do is visualize your future. Mm -hmm. Visualize the end goal. Even though we say it. The journey is more important than the angle. You still have to visualize the angle to kind of map out how you want the journey to be. You know, mm -hmm. you can't just journey with a blindfold on because then you may not be going in the right direction. <clears throat> you have to know what the end purpose is for you. Right. And visualizing is so important. So like, let's say you want your future to be you and your partner with three kids in just a good cozy small family home with you know good jobs like let's say that's that's your purpose mm -hmm. put those pictures to paper put a picture of a family put a picture of your dream car put a mm -hmm. picture of what your house will look like put a picture of words that you want to represent like let's say you want financial freedom put financial freedom let's say you want to vacation every year with your family put vacations put where you want to go on vacation mm -hmm. you know what i mean like be as specific as you can like right if you want to go even deeper than that how do you want your house to look what do you want the colors to be what do you want the vibe to be and again that can change because those are some gustos you know right. it can change it's fine mm -hmm. but it's a start be super specific with it right that's what I think is super important. Like, as specific as you can. For sure. You don't want to leave anything to the... Well, I mean, you kind of want to leave a little bit to the unknown. Mm -hmm. But it just gives you a better and clearer picture if you are super specific. And then if things change along the way, just be okay with it. Yeah. If you're okay with those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll be able to change everything because the whole thing of you're not... That you're supposed to stick with something, I think that whole idea is just bonkers like you mean to tell me that you're the same person that you were whenever you were eight years old i believe the fuck not <laughs> like we're meant to change and anyone who tells you otherwise just 
cut him off. <laughs> like, ask them, are you the same person that you were whenever you were eight years old? No. No. Okay, so people change, ideas change, purposes change, everything changes. Nothing is constant. The only thing that is constant is change. Right. That's the only constant in life Absolutely. is change. And even sometimes life will humble you and, you know, there's certain things where you're like, never. But then something happens and life forces you to do it, forces you to think it, or forces you to be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many things that happen. You'll end up eating your own words. All the, oh my gosh, I find myself doing that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing this on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> you're humbling me. And you know how I kind of touched base a little bit earlier where I said a lot of the times if we make our hobbies our work, that they can become less joyful, less fun. I do also just want to make a note to remind yourself to keep the fun in it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like, let's say your purpose, you find your purpose is one of those hobbies and then you make it your job and then later down the road all you're seeing is stress, you know, and because, oh, I now I need to do it, I need to get it done by this time, whatever. Just take a time every once in a while to sit down with your own thoughts and silence, just chill out and remember why you did it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Remember how fun it was in the first place because we get so caught up in these expectations and deadlines that, I mean, deadlines do exist, but, you know, like expectations, they, a lot of times they're not there. And we get so caught up in them that we forget the joy that we had, the fun that we had, and the whole reason why you started it. So I think it's super important to just take your time sometimes. Mm -hmm. Breathe, meditate. I do think meditating is super important, especially now nowadays. Our minds are so busy. They go a thousand miles an hour. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, like we are always thinking of what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? What didn't I do last night that I have to do today? You know? Yeah. That sometimes... Not sometimes, always. It's super important to just sit down, mm -hmm. chill out, whatever that may look like for you. But I do recommend in either complete silence or like with a guided video. But no TV, no music, because I feel like that also gets your mind going even more. Yeah. <laughs> but like for me, what works is guided meditations. Because I found out for me that if I sit down and try to meditate in complete silence, like let's say how a monk does, mm -hmm. it makes it worse. Like, then I really get to sit down and think about what I got to do next and tomorrow and the next day. Yeah. So if I sit down, turn off, what works for me, I sit down in my room, actually in this room, <clears throat> our podcast room. Yeah. I sit down in the middle of the room. I turn off all the lights and I light a candle. So there's still a little light, but it just feels relaxing. Right. Whatever feels relaxing for you, do that. And then I go on YouTube and whatever I'm trying to do, whether it be trying to focus that day or just trying to breathe better that day. I mean, you name it. There's so many things out there. I literally go on YouTube and I'm like, guided meditation for focus. Mm -hmm. Guided meditation. Not, there are guided meditations to finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. And they'll kind of guide you of things to think about, things to visualize, and they help so much mm -hmm. and when you're sitting that when you're sitting down with nothing else around you if you're a parent i would say do it when kids are at school when they're with grandma with somebody else because they don't allow you to do it <laughs> try to do it when you know you're not gonna have interruptions mm -hmm. and just visualize think calm the brain calm the thoughts whether you're thinking about it or not you're gonna have to do those things later 
So it's fine to take just five minutes to chill out mm -hmm. and think. Because sometimes that's the best thing you can do to clear your head, you know, to think better. Stop the thoughts, <laughs> get them more aligned, and then you can think more straight. Mm -hmm. You can put them more into place. You can put them more into practice. And that's super important too. For sure. And that's something I struggled with for the longest time. Because mm -hmm. for the longest time, the way I saw meditation was me sitting down in complete silence, complete darkness, with like crisscross applesauce, my fingers like this, and going, mm, <laughs> mm, Like, that's literally how I thought meditation was supposed to be. Uh -huh. It wasn't until way down the line that I was like, meditation can look so different mm -hmm. for everyone. Right. And then whenever you had told me that you can actually meditate while you're driving, I was like, huh? Yeah. Like, you don't crash and burn and die? <laughs> like, I couldn't do that because meditation looks different for me. Right. I need a different setting to focus. Mm -hmm. You can do it in different settings because you can focus. Mm -hmm. It looks different for everyone. Again, there's no right or wrong. Right. Figure out what works for you. But yes, meditating is not just sitting down in complete silence and yeah. darkness and going, mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sound like a freaking alarm. <laughs> But it's it sounds not, like a buzzing phone. <laughs> this phone is vibrating. Yeah, it's not that. It's really not. And you don't have to be in silence. Yeah. You can you do it guided. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. YouTube. Mm -hmm. There's so many out there. The wonders of YouTube. Oh, I love you, YouTube. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. So you said you were done with your list, right? Yeah, I touched everything on my list. <laughs> I think I'm done. I just need one more. Okay. And just the last point I want to make is we touched a little base on it, which is asking yourself questions. But I just wanted to give an example of three different questions that I think are super important. And I this it's just the tip of the iceberg, if that iceberg. <laughs> And that's just the very, very tip of the iceberg. Like, there's so many questions to ask yourself. But as I was reading down a lot of lists, these are just the three that stuck out to me. So I want to give it to you guys as just an example of a guidance of what to ask yourself. So one is, if money was not a factor, what would you be doing? Mm. Like, let's say money doesn't even exist. Yeah. What would you be doing? Where would you see, where do you see yourself in five years? So if you think five years down the road, we're in 2024 now, think of 2029. Oh my God. That doesn't even sound right. Yeah, that does not sound ah, right. But think of 2029. Let's say you're 25 years old. You're 30. Five years later, close your eyes and think about what do you want your life to be? What kind of house do you want to live in? What kind of car do you want to drive? Do you want a family by then? Mm -hmm. You don't want a family by then. Do you want to be single? Do you want to be with a partner? Mm -hmm. What kind of job do you want? All of those questions. What does your day-to-day -day look like? What does your schedule look like? What do you do first thing that you wake up? What's the thing after that? What do you do right before bed? How do you want to look mm -hmm. physically? How do you want to feel? Like, like I said, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many questions within that. But again, be as specific as you can. But what do you want your life to look like in five years? Mm -hmm. And the last one is, you are the happiest when you are doing what? And that can literally be anything. It can be taking a dump, 
<laughs> when no one's bothering you. It can be taking a hot shower. It can be when you're eating a certain food. Whatever. But it's going to help you to kind of just give you an idea of where to start. And these are questions to ask yourself if you just have no idea where to start. Yeah. It's just to give you a starting point on that conversation within yourself. Mm -hmm. Just what are you happiest doing? Are you happiest doing watching TV? I don't know. Should you be a movie critic? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Create a whole blog. Critic movies. Critic TV shows. Exactly. When we tell y'all, man, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. The sky's the motherfucking limit. <laughs> and that was the last point I did want to make. But I just wanted to give this resource because I think it's so good. And you can look it up anywhere. YouTube. Sorry, not YouTube. Uh, Google and Pinterest because it's a picture. And it is. Damn, I don't know how to say it though. Ikigai. Huh? So you can look this up and we'll actually post this on our socials mm -hmm. to give you guys an idea because I think it's such a good visual representation. So it's bas basically <laughs> so it's basically just a Venn diagram and it's four circles and they all connect to create one wholeness in the middle, right? And it's how do you find your purpose? And you find those thinking about four different aspects of your life. One is, what do you love? And that can be your passion, hobbies, activities, and what you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. The next one is your strengths. So those are, what skills do you have? Your natural talents, things that you're just good at. The next one is, what can you get paid for? And obviously that's skills that you can turn into profit. And we love to say on this podcast, Honestly, almost anything can be turned into a paid skill. Like, there's so many websites out there that you can get on and be a freelancer for. I mean, you can really turn almost any talent into a paid skill. But the last one is what the world needs. And that is problems that need solving in the world. So when you look at all those things, they each connect, right? to make one thing. So what you love and your strengths connect to make your passion. Mm -hmm. Your strengths and what you can get paid for becomes your profession. Mm -hmm. What you love and what the world needs connects to make your mission. Mm -hmm. And what you can get paid for and what the world needs is called a vocation. And in the middle, when they all connect, when you can truly connect all those four things, connect your passion, your mission, profession, and vocation, it becomes your purpose. It is absolutely powerful. And when you look at it, I mean, it just looks like a pretty Venn diagram. But if you truly start to answer all those questions within your life, you will find that you will find... You will find that you will find... <laughs> you will find yourself answering some really powerful questions mm -hmm. and finding some really powerful answers. For sure. So again, we will post this on our socials. So make sure you follow us on Soul Sisters Lounge everywhere. Yes. And I think this Venn diagram can be very helpful for a lot of people. And it is a known thing. Like I didn't make this up, but maybe a lot of you have not seen it before. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to post this to one, spread awareness and two, to help someone Mm -hmm. find that purpose especially if it's what you're looking for right now because again me and Ellie have both gone through it and having that existential crisis not fun and mm -hmm. it goes on for a while at least it did for me same <clears throat> and I just had to quiet down because I was really just 
like panicking over it. Ah, it was not fun. <laughs> no, it, it the in the moment it wasn't fun, but looking back at it now, I am actually grateful for that existential crisis because had that not happened, I would have never let go of my past life. And don't feel bad if you're feeling that way because I know I was. I was like, why am I feeling this way? Like, am I just looking at it too deep? Am I not just that deep? Like, was I not put on this earth to do really anything like super important? And my therapist actually helped me see it in a different way. She said, no, this is actually the beginning of it. And this is a good sign because you're starting to question. You're starting to wonder. You're starting to wanting to know. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously a good sign. And <clears throat> excuse me. And it's a good sign because it's us just wanting to know. And I think it's our soul's way or... I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. Our soul's way of screaming, it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to do what you were put on this earth to do. And that may come at a different time for different people. Mm -hmm. You know, some it may come earlier. Some it may come, it may come later. Mm -hmm. Never too late. Never too late. Like, if you are in a place in your life, like, let's say you're mid-20s, and you're like, eh, I don't really care about this right now. Like, I don't care about my purpose. That's totally fine. Yeah. Like, you may be down down the road later in life, maybe in your 30s, 40s, and then you start to feel that. I think that's totally okay. You can explore all of these things at any point in your life. As long as you're alive and breathing, like, mm -hmm. do it. Right. Your purpose will find you when it's meant to find you. Exactly. Because even, even if you're 50, 60, 70, I still don't think that's late. Mm -mm. Because I think a lot of that... Um, in a lot of those cases, I mean, I may be wrong because obviously I've never lived that life, but the way I see it is they've already lived a whole life. Maybe they've made a lot of mistakes and now their purpose is to fix those mistakes one way or another. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to create a whole new life, mm -hmm. which is not too late. Right. Like, again, you're still breathing. And a lot of 70 year olds that I know, like, are still moving. Like, mm -hmm. they're young. It's not like how it used to be, you know, like, right. you see, you used to see a whole bunch of 60, 70 year, old, year olds and like, bedridden and just could barely even function in life like. right and not to knock the not knock down the ones that are like that because everyone has different diff, different medical issues and that's not their fault you know mm. but if you're still healthy and moving take advantage right because there's people that can't do it mm -hmm. and if you can go for it yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's basically all I had to say on that point. I think that's a good note to end it on. I think it is. Just remember, be purposeful with finding your purpose. And muchas gracias por haber estado aquí con nosotras en este episodio. Please make sure you follow us on all the socials so you can stay up to date on all news and announcements. And like I said before, you can find us at Sisters Lounge all across. And we'll see y'all back here next week. Bye. Bye.